be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champions. And welcome to Rumbling Reality. We're back as usual. Again, Travis, we're back. Always back in the game. Uh, I'm Ramsey, and the other guy over there is uh, um, Travis. Um, yeah, uh, Rumbling Reality. Here we go. Fun. <laughs> You're like, I'm up, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I had a long week. That makes two of us, my friend. Makes we, two of we us. Were gonna do, we were going to do this podcast yesterday, but uh, I just uh, had too much crap going on. Yeah, but we always find a little way. We, we always, always find a way. Is that kind of like your rendition of "This Is How We Do It"? That or like a old school Creed song. Okay, uh, no, don't disrespect Creed like I knew, that. I That's knew, stuff. I know you love Creed. That's what that was my first like favorite band. So <laughs> <Dude>. yes. <laughs> Yeah, Travis is one of those Nickelback Creed fans, and I actually like. Yeah, I don't dude, care about y'all haters new, out there. Newer album's actually pretty good. Yeah, Nickelback is still good. I don't care what anybody says. Creed will always hold a special place. Dude, I don't care Nickelback what anybody is says. So much crap. So I'm, I'm so amazed. Why? I guess I'm the guy that actually will admit that he likes the mainstream bands that people like. I, it's, I don't know why. You know, whatever you like, whatever. But, it's not my place to know why. But, <laughs> so, like, why? Why? I mean, before we get to wrestling, do what? Stuff, before we get to wrestling stuff. Why does Nickelback get so much crap? I've always so, liked them growing up. I mean, what's I, the reason, Travis? I mean, the only thing I can think of is they're successful. Because yeah. I, I read somewhere like just yesterday where they were like, why do people hate on successful people like LeBron James, for instance, and things like that? It's because they're successful. They've done something right. And that, that kind of that kind of irritates people. So is that why everybody hates Brock Lesnar? I mean... <laughs> Probably. Ooh, see, I, mean, I turned lie. that into a wrestling question. I'm not gonna lie; it's probably true. I mean, I I don't have an issue with Brock Lesnar in regards to uh, the whole wanting to do UFC and WWE and things like that. My issue is that okay, we've had him as Universal Champion now for the last year and a half. It's it's time to move on. It's not. We're My not, question is, what has he really done for the business? The ratings have been the lowest they've ever been this year, so. Yeah, well, and that's not going to do Vince any favors in regards to his company. But man, the uh, after what happened uh, was it, it was either yesterday or Friday. Um, but man, it's a it's a game changer with Ring of Honor and New Japan and Madison Square Garden, dude. Yeah. That's they sold that I think we thing talked out about it last time too, didn't we? Well, yeah. Now yeah. though, the tickets went on sale this past week and sold out in seventeen minutes. Wow. And WWE has not sold out the Garden in in a, in a couple of years, few years now. So, yeah, that's kind of a well, kind of like what I was saying last time too. If you want to check out our last podcast, we went to in, more in depth on this topic. Um, WWE openly does not care about ticket sales anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. That is not could, that is not a big part of their revenue. No, the biggest part of their revenue is advertising. That's, advertising, merchandise sales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why Roman Reigns is still in the position that he's in because apparently, at, at least, I, of course, I've never seen a single stat in my life, but 
he moves merchandise apparently. Like on not I won't say he moves John Cena levels of merchandise, um, but he definitely uh, he he pushes he pushes his stuff apparently. And He's top three. For it sure. sells. Do I? He's top three for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I I wouldn't see it being anything less than top three. So. Um, I think that's why they continue to still keep him in the position he's in because he's moving merchandise. That's money. So, you know, you can't. You got to take one over the other sometimes. So we may have talked about this before, but I posted a question on Twitter uh, last night. Uh, it's maybe it's going to be hard for you to narrow it down, but if you had to pick one single professional wrestler that is the most underrated ever, I would say in WWE, who would you pick? Who is the first to come off your mind without thinking too hard? Most underrated? Like underrated, yeah, ever. Mm. Without without having anything in depth, like what would come to your mind? That's that is hard. Um, I would say if I'm if I'm thinking underrated, Christian. I th- I always think I always thought Christian was very underrated. I I would agree with that. I'd also throw Matt Hardy in there too. Yeah, definitely th- Matt Hardy. At least Matt Hardy's gotten more strides and more airtime than Christian ever did. Right, right, but yeah, I think Christian is very much uh, a very underrated guy, if not the most under- underrated guy, because I mean, he he could talk, he could work, and yet Vince, for whatever reason, just didn't like his face and wanted to cover it with a blue dot. So pretty much, yeah, don't really get that, but okay, it's, it's like all right. I uh, also have to say Gold Dust. You wide? I'd also have to say Gold Dust too. Oh, Goldust for sure, especially when it comes to his longevity and how he's been able that and how he's been able to take this character and he would evolve it through time, whether it be serious or funny or whatever the case may be. Um, there's a reason he's still going with that gimmick. Almost, it's been yeah. what twenty years now. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. So there's some. There I'm actually going to go down the line of people's uh, um, question answers to this, and I'm going to see what you think about him. Okay. All right. Uh, and if you want to see where I'm getting these answers, go to my Twitter at WWE Ramsey, and it's my first pinned tweet. Um, <laughs> people are agreeing with me. Christian Wrestle Foz said Booker Chavo. Um, I probably would agree. But yeah, Booker Chavo for sure. Kane. Kane should definitely be commended for his work. Yes, uh, for a guy that has worked over 20 plus years with the WWE and let's let's get honest about this has really only had uh two to, uh, two title reigns which one was more notable than the other that's and then one that's, he lost like the next day on raw exact that's my point one Trash. notable reign which was when he won the world title which if you want to count as part of their stuff I do um that was a pretty good title reign in two, in 2010 but that's it i mm-hmm. mean for a guy that has been with that company he should have had the title a lot longer than just the two reigns, but we could say the same about Christian too. Yeah. So. Uh, Dakota Dellenbach uh, at Dakota Dellenbach seventy two said, um, "Always thought Rikishi deserved more recognition." I I think he did. I think they were trying to see where Rikishi could go back in two thousand. I'm not sure what really happened there because they really pushed him hard for a while. They pushed him as a as a you know kind of one of those heels that. Yeah. Just it was a big, a big dude, not a monster type, but a big dude, and I, I just don't think he had. Not that Rikishi is a bad wrestler or was a bad gimmick or anything like that. I just, I don't think his gimmick was main event 
caliber. And yeah. even when he was a heel, I don't think it was a main event caliber gimmick. So it's not anything against the man. It just I don't think that that gimmick was ever meant to be a main event player. And let's see at at X Mister Mars SX said Mister Perfect or Jake Roberts. Mr. Perfect for sure. Jake Roberts definitely is one of those guys, much like a Roddy Piper. I thought Roberts who, got Roberts got quite a bit of a, a spotlight though. Well, and then I guess if we're wanting to, if we want to talk what our definition of underrated would be, um, we don't know what that underrated would, would probably to me to me personally spotlight time slash uh, main title reign. I was going to say, because, I mean, if we want to go by uh, who is world champion or main title raise or should have had that, you could go through a laundry list of guys. Perfect is on that list. Uh, Jake Roberts, like what we just said, those two. I think it's more total package. Like the wrestler that you really could see had a total package going for him and was really never given head spot. I mean, Scott Hall can be thrown in there, too, with the Raider gimmick. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, it's going home, I guess, I guess. <laughs> he was a great, hey, everybody said that Hall was one of the best workers of that time. And he was a big dude who, he, he had his character down flat. He knew how to present it. And the fact that the Razor gimmick only went as far as the Intercontinental title is actually pretty surprising that it yeah. never got that, that world title. That's really true. That's uh, what I'm saying. I don't know if we base this off of title reigns or what should have been title. I'm just more talking about throw. spotlight. You know, all in all, as a package. You know, as yeah, because we could throw know. we could throw Roddy Piper in that. Yeah, no, you can throw whoever. That's the whole point. It's all objective, so you can throw whoever you want in there. Really, uh, Ad Hagger six six seven said Rick Martel. A uh, very good gimmick. Uh, definitely a mid-card gimmick that I thought was very... The model gimmick that he did uh, in the early 90s I think was very uh, very much a, a gimmick that suited him because he kind of portrayed that flamboyance and uh, almost an, an early Tyler Breeze, if you will. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, coming out with the, the pesticide spray can that was called <laughs> Arrogance for his fragrance was, was pretty cool back in the day. So yeah, I would I would say Rick Martel was a good mid card gimmick that didn't get as much praise as he should. At Carlito, at Carlito, he said Luke Harper. I can agree with that. Luke Harper's definitely an underrated guy. Um, he still has time he's to now, get through though. He he is, but he's still he's more I think more of a tag team guy too because mm-hmm. he and Rowan just there's something about it that just it works. Yeah. You know. What else you got? Um, let's see. At Call Me Kim Seven Eleven said it. Shelton Benjamin or Evan Bourne? Double. Agree. Absolutely. Double agree. I've always said Shelton Benjamin was underrated as hell, and Evan Bourne I've always liked. Yeah, and I, and I was just thinking this actually earlier this week. Where is Shelton Ben? I think he's like, injured. Is he? I remember reporting about it. There was a rumored injury, and then all of a sudden he's gone. So I'm pretty sure there was an injury. Uh, as, as long as he's still with the company, that's cool. Because I thought he was just starting to hit another single stride there for a second, and I, I was like, "Yeah, this is good. I like." Shelton I kind of, I kind of like the heel Benjamin better. I do too, and he's so much more crisp in the ring than uh, his first run. His yes. his mic skills are actually a little bit better than what they were uh, back in the day. So yeah, I thought Benjamin was really starting to just come into his own as a singles competitor again. At Nick Sasterplan said Jillian Hall. <laughs> I don't know about that one, but it's a good one. I think I think we know that that was supposed to be the joke one. So yeah. props to you, bro. I think he's being serious though. 
Uh, at TiVo Jr. said... Oh, no, he just agreed, agreed with my thing. I don't know. R-Truth. Um, mm. I wish that, yeah, I wish R-Truth would have had more of a serious gimmick, but after the little Jimmy stuff, I think it just turned into a comedy routine. I know. But that's not to take away that he's not athletic as hell and at 46 years old still looks the way he does and still True. can move like, he's, like he does. So At B... Uh, Bobby Schamberg said, "Bad news, Barrett. Have to agree. Absolutely, should have been world. Should have been Man. WWE champion. Thomas Twice. Allenham <laughs> said, Becky Lynch. I think she'll get her time though. I do too. I think she's just um, uh, G- uh, Gavin Beast, Kofi Kingston. Definitely, I always thought Kofi has been used wrong till this day. Yeah, yeah. Kingston's definitely a good, a good solid pick too." That's well. That's uh, somebody said, Dom Dominique Danucci. Okay. Who the hell's that? I think that's kind of why we're, we're both just like, all right. <laughs> we're gonna the take majority, your word on the it. majority of them. But okay. Well, that's not a bad little scoop there. But yeah, yeah. So so going into the the wrestling news there, uh, that's what I was originally wanted to uh, speak about is mm-hmm. what's. What do you feel like this this sends a message to, to Vince in regards to the Madison Square Garden sellout for Ring of Honor New Japan? I've talked about it with a couple people. Um, like I said, I don't think Vince really cares. I really don't think I know, so. I really don't think Vince cares. I really, truly don't think it's on Vince's radar yet. Until they have a cable television show that's a weekly basis thing, Vince just thinks it's an indie promotion. In his, in his mind, I swear to you, he still thinks New Japan... Is this an indie promotion? I mean, I don't think you're wrong in that aspect, but I mean, surely you would think because you got well. I don't know now. It's now like it's like because that, McDonald's move it. It's because, it's like it's like you're an owner of a really fancy uh, chain uh, restaurant in the, your town, and a McDonald's moves in. You're not going to think McDonald's is a competition because they serve completely different kind of food to completely different kind of people. I mean, I, yeah, I can totally get that comparison there. But you also got to remember, Vince was the one who was who originally was successful at stopping the original Madison Square Garden date that was set for them. They that was the date that they wanted, and Vince called them up and said, "No, you can't let them have that date." And then because Sinclair Broadcasting uh, backs Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. they got involved and sent attorneys into there and said you can't just not give us this date it's a wide open date just because somebody calls you and says that they don't technically they can't give us their business you know i mean if, if you own something you have the right to say yes or no sold out in 17 minutes well i guess uh yeah I you guess know what the, i mean i guess and they know now not to listen that's to incredible yeah trav i don't I don't really see how you can really ignore Ring of Honor or New Japan at least uh, too much longer. Well, what do you think is the one thing that's going to finally make Vince, want, you know, look you at know, them? You know, I'm, I'm thinking the what's what's actually going to do it for Vince is how this All In event goes. All In is September 1st, and I think if this show ends up doing super well. At, like it's already in a sold out venue so we know that t- at least 10,000 people are going to be there and I'm buying it on pay-per-view so well uh, internet pay-per-view from fight app so I'm buying it so this 
this is a huge thing. And if this event becomes successful, I think at that point, Vince is going to need to start realizing that he's got competition. And it's not like competition either. Yeah. That's, I mean, don't you think the competition for it to be a true competition would be for them to have to go on a time slot when they're on TV, or at least on an at least on a weekly basis sometime? If I mean, if you're going head to head, sure, but that's not the point here. That's mm-hmm. not what what Ring of Honor or New Japan is trying to set out to do, and they're not setting out to be uh, to try to take over WWE or anything like that. But they're looking to be on that same level, I believe, and. You know, New Japan is growing a, a great following here stateside. Ring of Honor, I've already said to numerous people, I felt has been the number two promotion for years now. You've heard me say it several times. Um, so the fact that they've gone into this joint ventureship for quite some time now, it's only going to be for the betterment of pro wrestling as a whole. You know, that that renaissance of wrestling that seems to take place, like a friend of mine said, almost every 10 to 15 years, I think we're right in the midst of it. And there's a lot of a lot of factors going into it now. So would this be in bad taste on D-Day or whatever day that Japan bombed us? What if New Japan uh, came to WWE? Only you would think of something like this. Can you imagine they like their own version of like a uh, an invasion, or would they? Would you just ruin it? Um, if they're if they're trying to do that, and if it were to go on D Day, I think it would be somewhat out of a little bad taste. So, <laughs> yes, I do think that that would be a, a poor choice of time and using for that situation. Just to occur. throwing it out there. Yeah, you know how sensitive people get these day and ages, though. So I mean, yeah, I probably get hate mail for that one too now. Do, do I? I probably get people messaging me about this. My comment, right? So what else is going on in the world? Wrestling. (laughs) That's pretty good representation of it. Yep, pretty much. So what else for me, Rami? What else? What else? Um, we have, um. Oh, isn't somebody injured? Oh, uh, Maria Canales is injured. Well, Travis. There we go. Um, our audio is really messing up, guys, and we've had to stop this podcast every five minutes. because it keeps Okay, see, look, you can, hear, you can hear Travis. That's him literally saying hello, hello. Okay, Travis. Well, our audio is messing up, and we're just going to call it a day. Okay, we're going to cut it short this time. <laughs> this is probably the sh- one of the shorter podcasts, but we got we hit some, cu- we hit some topics. We hit some topics. Yeah, twenty minutes it ain't, it ain't too shabby. I think we got <laughs> we got a little the shortest one ever. I'm just glad you're coming through right now because literally every four or five minutes you've been cutting out, and or I've been cutting out. I know, and it's horrible. This has never been a problem, so our apologies for this. Yeah, it's all good. I got to mow anyways. We're good. All right. So, <laughs> so we're recording right now. I assume. Yeah, I almost feel empty inside with the cut is so short. I know, I do too, but guys, I promise you, this is not what normally happens. <laughs> this is weird. We've never had this problem. Yeah. So so what we're going to do is we're going to cut it short this week, and I'm on a different location, uh, so I thought the internet and everything was going to work proper. I guess I might be a little wrong. It's all good. So, it happens. So... Uh, I will be back in my normal spot next weekend, and hopefully we won't have these you same know, issues. You know the ironic part is the time we've taken to stop and restart and stop. It's it would have been a forty-five minute episode. <laughs> I just looked at the time. It's eleven forty. We started this podcast at eleven o'clock. Yeah, 
crazy. Oh my god. Well, it's, at least in our minds, we uh, had a forty-five-minute podcast. Yeah, we did. We did try, guys. Please don't hate us on this one. Come back next week. It'll be different. I swear. Come back next week. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> Later, guys. Peace out.